0: Hello, this is Chris Everson, pastor of Royce City First United Methodist Church. Normally, if you listen to our podcast, you are wondering what in the world is going on right now. Well, unfortunately, we had a little bit of a technical glitch as we were recording our sermons on Sunday morning, so I thought I would take a brief moment just to introduce the series to you and read the scripture, and then we'll turn it over to the rest of the sermon. We're starting a new series uh, this week called The Simple Rules. And what they are are the general rules of the United Methodist Church that John Wesley Handed down to his United Societies back in 1739. Uh, Reuben Job, who was a, a bishop of the United Methodist Church, recently wrote a book called Three Simple Rules A Wesleyan Way of Living. In the book, he took the general rules and he put them through a modern lens of do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. So over the next three weeks, we're going to look at these general rules and see how we can apply those rules to us here today. The first rule that we are talking about is do no harm. And for our scripture this morning, it comes from the letter to the Romans, the 13th chapter, verses 8 through 10. Don't be in debt to anyone except for the obligation to love each other. Whoever loves another person has fulfilled the law. The commandments, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't desire what others have, and any other commandments are all summed up in one word. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Love doesn't do anything wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is what fulfills the law. Again, thank you for taking time to listen to our sermon, and we'll turn you over to the rest of the podcast. Have a great day, and God bless. We see a list of don'ts that we're familiar with. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't covet those things that others may have that we may want. We look at those, and we say, those those could be hard things to do. especially if we talk about coveting you know there there are things that we look around and we see that we may want something else that somebody else has i notice that whenever i'm driving around town and i see these really nice cars i go boy it'd be really nice to have that that brand new convertible or that brand new jaguar or that brand new list your car here or maybe When you're walking through a store and you see somebody buying a 65-inch TV. And you start thinking, man, that would really look good in my... But Paul talks about different things, too. Talks about murder. Talks about adultery. Talks about stealing. And we wish that we could just put it just... There are the, these broad-based terms. Well, surely I'm not going to commit murder. I'm not going to kill someone. I'm not going to run off and, and cheat on somebody that I love. But if we look at the Gospels, Jesus takes things a step further. When he talks about the command to do not murder, he says, even if you, you hate someone in your heart, you have committed murder in your heart. And Jesus talks about adultery. He talks about even looking at somebody lustfully. You have committed adultery. Even his parables, he he talks about ways that people have have stolen, the ways that people have coveted. All of these things are, are ways that Jesus helps us see how to live our lives or how to put aside those things That causes harm. But as always with the gospel, there is good news. And that good news that Paul shares with us is that we have a command that we can wrap all of this around. And that command is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because love doesn't do anything wrong to a neighbor. And when we look at how we truly love each other, how we respect each other, how we support one another, that love binds us together in a strong and powerful way. One of the ways that I talk about, doing, about not doing harm is thinking about it in this way. Does, the, does what we do reflect Christ's concern for others? The actions that we have reflect our concern for others, or am I only concerned about myself? See, when, when we look at those lists of don'ts that Paul shares and those don'ts that Jesus gives us, it sets us apart from living a life that is concerned about others, or living a life that is just concerned about who I am. So, when we look at the, 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 the command to do no harm, there, there are two ways that we look at this. First is that we don't do harm to others. One of the easiest ways that we do that is that we watch what we say. You may be familiar with uh, thumper theology. Thumper is standing there with his mom and his sisters, and Bambi and, and comes walking up, and he falls over. And Thumper looks at Bambi and says, Boy, you don't walk very good, do ya?" And Thumper's mom looks at Thumper and says, Thumper, what is it that your dad always says? And Thumper comes back with these words. If you can't say something nice... Don't say nothing at all. Wouldn't it be easy if that's all we had to do? But see, doing no harm goes farther than just this phrase from Thumper about not. if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. So doing no harm means that we take a, a thoughtful response. We make a thoughtful response before we actually say or do something. When I was at Wichita, I got to know a uh, politician whose dad was the governor of the state of Kansas. He was working at a law firm that I was uh, connected to. And he always cracked me up when we had conversations because you would ask him a question or you would say something and he would always just stand there for a moment. And he would look with this, this, this quizzical look. And, and people always talked about him as that, well, he's a politician so he's trying to make sure he says the right thing. And I talked to him about that. I asked him, so why, why do you do that? Why do you have this long pause before you answer? It says, because I want to make sure that the response I give is is a thought-out response. It's a response that doesn't try to hurt someone, but it's a response that is full of truth. It's a response that I feel as a person is true to who I am, but also true to who God has called me to be. We need to learn that lesson sometimes in our lives, don't we? We need to make sure that we take a moment to to have a meaningful pause before we speak, before we share uh, articles online, before we may even post something on Twitter or on Facebook, just to to wait just a second to say, am I, what I'm about to say, is it, something that will help others, or will it be something that could cause more harm? I think also doing no harm to others makes it understand that we must be willing to learn more. It's, it's hard to learn. And I'm finding that out at the age of 45. Sometimes I I don't want to learn anymore. I just want to take what I have and just just use that as my basis of of how to do things. But the world is changing around us. And when we don't take the opportunities to to learn from others, to see other points of view, to to see how other persons live their lives, to see how they walk, to try to understand them, then that is how we can fully live out this call to do no harm. Sometimes when we look at do no harm, we think about what it is that we do for others. But I think the call to do no harm also shows to how we treat ourselves. Because sometimes we we love to help other people out, but we do that an expense to who we are and what God has called us to do, to take care of ourselves physically, to take care of ourselves spiritually, to take care of ourselves emotionally. When we look at ourselves, we we have a tendency to want to push ourselves back and not allow the person that God has created us to be to fully come out and experience and and share the gifts and graces that we have. Because when it all comes down, when we look at our own lives, who hasn't experienced rejection? Who hasn't experienced failure? Who hasn't experienced hard times in their lives? When we take care to do no harm to ourselves, we, we give ourselves permission to fully live into the person that God has created us to be. Sometimes it means saying no to those things that, that harm us. I'll, I'll admit right now, I, I am really considering taking a media fast. Just getting rid of Facebook for a while, getting rid of Twitter, you know, not even going to yahoo.com, MSN, whatever, turning on the news, just just taking a week or two weeks and just hitting the reset button, because I am tired. I am so tired of the bickering, and I think it's affecting who I am. Whenever I'm listening, the two sides argue and not listen. When I hear of people who are not being taken care of because their skin is different. Whenever I look at how we respond in anger instead of helpfulness when people are suffering, I need to take care of who I am so that God can use me to be the minister he has called me to be. Finally, I think another way that we can talk about doing no harm is thinking about those who intentionally harm themselves. You normally, whenever I plan sermon series, I, I think of ways to uh, line up with the church calendar, like making sure that we are talking about Christmas stuff around Advent, the Lent and Easter, those easy things. But there's sometimes when I come up with a sermon series, then something happens that comes along that helps bring this to the forefront. This week, I got an email from Chris Wyatt reminding me that today is World Suicide Prevention Sunday or World Suicide Prevention Day. And just a reminder that most suicides happen between uh, kids and those who are over 70. It is one of, the most, one of the leading causes of death among these people. And each year, 34,598 people die by suicide at an average rate of 94 completed suicides every day. More people die by suicide than by homicide in the United States. See, suicide is a very important way that all we have to do is make sure that we're not harming others. I have a friend who served in the Iraq war, and I saw a Facebook message that he posted a video because one of his brothers who served alongside of him who was hurt uh, t- tremendously bad in Iraq, he just took his life and the people who were around him did not reach out. The story goes that his friend moved from here where he had this this band of support to be with someone else and that someone else started to ignore him. And he tried to reach out, but when he reached out, there was no one there. And so a call at two o'clock in the morning let Mike know that his friend was no longer with him. See, my friends, it is so important that as people of faith, we are responsible for each other. We are responsible to love, to to care for, to reach out, to help. A couple of organizations that I wanted to highlight, one is called 22Kill. I think it's 22kill.com. It helps those combat veterans, uh, I think the stat is that 22 service members commit suicide a day. These service members are dealing with PTSD, and uh, that would be a way to help. Another one is just suicide prevention on, on Lifeline, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And because I'm podcasting these sermons, I'm going to go ahead and give the suicide prevention number just in case there's somebody out there who may need that. That number is 800-273-8255. If you need help, please get help. If you need someone to talk to, please talk to someone. We are, we are blessed as a congregation to have a clinical social worker in our church who has an office over in the Family Life Center. Talk to me, talk to Tim, talk to someone, and get that help that you need. Doing no harm is, is the first step. There's much more that we can do as a people of faith to live out the call that God has for us. But when we do no harm, when we are Sure that others are being taken care of, then we can live together as God has called us to live. Maybe that one thing that you say, that one way that you reach out and help others can be a life-giving gift that they need at this time. Let us pray. Dear God, we know that we have a world that is hurting. Whether it's through uh, disasters that have uh, attacked our coast, whether it's just relationships that we are involved with, or whether it's just something that we have deep inside of us. God, we pray for healing and wholeness we pray that we can live out of this first rule to do no harm, to allow your love and grace to reach out in a way that is affirming, that is loving, that provides a chance just to connect with someone else, to see their lives as they see it, and to walk alongside them. God, we are called to do no harm. So help us to live out that call. So we pray this in the name of the one who came to give us good news, to give us life and life abundantly, Jesus our Lord. Amen. So each time... We close our services. We, we close with an invitation. And that invitation can be a simple invitation. It may be trying to see how God is moving in your life so that, that you can serve as God has called you to serve. Or maybe God is calling you to become a part of who we are as Royce City First United Methodist Church. I'm always standing over there at the end of the service. If you would like to come and talk to me, please uh, feel free to come and ask any questions that you have. I uh, also invite you just to take a look at that uh, you, Are Here, uh, you Belong Here card and see how you can get connected in the life of our church so that we can continue to help each other grow in our faith. I invite you to think about those things as we stand and sing our song of invitation. All the people said amen. Let us stand and sing. Receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace and be God's.